Scent World is an original series presented by Scentbird, a fragrance subscription service that brings you luxury designer scents every month for $16.95. Unlock 50% off your first month at Scentbird.com. Welcome back to Scent World, a show that explores the power of expressing yourself through scent. Today, we're featuring Malika Jones, the co-founder of Brown Girl Jane, based in Washington, D.C. Can a fragrance do more than smell good? That's the question behind functional fragrances, which are developed to elicit a certain emotion, mood, or cognitive state. Malika and her team are pioneering this space, tapping into decades of neuroscience research to explore how scent can make you feel better but they don't stop there. They bring in an understanding of cultural nuances to create evocative scents that resonate across communities and foster rituals that fit into everyone's daily life. In this episode, Malika sits down with Brittany Jackson Mosley, who runs integrated marketing at Scentbird. She talks about how she went from Wall Street trader to founder, how to deal with burnout and perfectionism, and scents inspired by places like Kenya and Brazil. Bridge wellness and culture with Malika Jones on Scent World. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, one of the things that I was most interested in about Brown Girl Jane yes. and something that I think really makes you special. And that is your unique focus on wellness. I think that is so amazing in today's world full of stress and anxiety. <laughs> Just a little. 24-hour <laughs> news cycles. Right. Uh, we've got a lot going on <laughs> in our world, um, and everyone can see what's happening in the world at all times. So, yeah. you know, I think wellness and connecting with your inner self is so important. So when I hear about the wellness benefits of fragrance, I just kind of light up and I think about how can a fragrance truly make you feel well. So I'm wondering if you could dive into some of the science behind the Brown Girl Jane fragrances and how you're injecting wellness into them. You know, I think for so long, myself included, we think of fragrance as something for other people to experience. Mm. And as a brand that started really on the premise of making people feel better, whether that was getting better rest during the night or just feeling less anxious, um, we when we learned that scent is our strongest scent, it's the most direct correlation to brain activity, it's the most immediate, the most intense, and we're all about creating little rituals that don't have to be complicated and that have an immediate impact. And so we started, um, you know, working with formulators and master perfumers to create a collection that would be as amazing, as amazing as it smells. We wanted it to also have a real targeted uh, benefit to mood and emotion. And so it's really all about scent you can feel. Uh, yes, I love that scent you can feel. Yes, yes. Because I, the other thing is like we want our products to do more than one thing. Um, and so while we walk around with these amazing scents, it's like, can it also help me sleep? Can it also help me feel a little more alert, a little more relaxed, a little more um, in love? 
And when we found out the answer is a resounding yes, uh, we were really excited. And so we've been doubling down on, um, you know, the innovation in the category and just bringing some amazing sense to life. That's so awesome that you can leverage this science and psychology of wellness and, and mood and inject that into fragrance because I obviously fragrance nerd over here, but um, <laughs> usually it's kind of like your interpretation of it, right? It's something that you're saying, okay, well, this maybe reminds me of something and that's why I love it. Maybe I smell a little bit of suntan lotion or something and that's why um, this fragrance makes me feel like I'm at the beach, but yeah. you're actually using science yes. in the development cycle. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell us a We're little actually bit. actually using both. You're using both. Yeah, so, I'm, so I think the exciting thing is that we also layer cultural nuance into scent because there are cultural tendencies to the way that we experience scent. Um, you know, some, you know, in, in, in the Middle East, there are certain scents that for a lot of people evoke, you know, home or evoke, yeah. you know, very something familiar. It feels very grounding and it's true all over the world in Africa and America. And so, you know, as a brand that has centered the multicultural um, audience, we've layered that also into the sense that we've selected, right? What are the scents that are, you know, the most comforting, the most rich um, in general to us as a culture? So it's, it's a mix of the culture and the science, which makes it really fun. That makes it a holistic experience. Yes, yes. That's amazing. That's what it's all about. Would you mind providing us an example of how you're bridging culture and science to create a fragrance? I'd love to learn more about the process. Sure. Well, we leverage uh, about 25 years of studies, clinical studies, measuring brain activity. And so what we do is, you know, the, the perfumers concoct different scents, and that can be based on um, environmental um, elements like, you know, how people feel when they're in a forest or near water or those sorts of things. Or they're just, um, what are tendencies when people smell certain notes? And all of that is, is leveraged and put into technology. And so you're able to drop some of that technology into each fragrance, right? Wow. And so that's the scientific part based on the 25 years of MRIs and activity, uh, sorry, brainwave activity um, from the perfumers. What we also do is leverage, um, you know, cultural knowledge and studies um, around what people resonate, what resonates in different um, communities. And so, um, you know, and it's not the same, right? So everyone, yes. right? <laughs> but there are, you know, there are things that, that tend to be true, right? There are some cultures that love it more oud, heavier uh, feel and that typically feels like home or it feels very comforting. Um, sometimes we love our, you know, bright fruity florals and for certain situations. And so we just weave that knowledge in a bit while also making it really distinct and unique. I think when you get to the store and you just pick up the fragrance mm -hmm. and you smell it, you kind of just focus on the scent. And of course that's awesome. And that's why people buy, but knowing all of the work, the science, the effort, like that's what really sets your brand apart, right? You're not going after, hey, I want to get this market and I want the third fragrance in my collection. It's really like positioned and well thought out in the sense that you're trying to create a whole mood and a whole vibe mm -hmm. as a person smelling that's backed by neuroscience and cultural relevance. I think that's that's so cool. Thank you. It sets you apart. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. I mean, even I'm thinking about our last, um, so our bestseller is Casablanca right now, which is a scent that has marshmallow and soft suede. And it's just been remarkable how many women have sort of described it in the same way in terms of the feeling. 
Yes. Like this makes me feel so um, romantic and this makes me very, you know, so sexy. And I think it, it ties into what we're talking about around not only the science, but also some of the cultural knowledge around, you know, what our audience gravitates towards. I love that. And you've spoken about that ritual, right? So I was wondering if you can tell us what the intended ritual is for a Brown Girl Jane fragrance. When are we putting it on? When are we trying to kind of make that magic happen or evoke that mood? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, but I, so the, so our first collection, um, has a beautiful 30 ml bottle and we, and we made it that way because it can fit in the palm of your hand and it was meant to take free, take with you on the go. Right. So it's not only meant to sit on the vanity and the thing that you use in the morning before you go out, but it's also like when I need that dose of pick me up or when I need to be grounded or feel a little more, um, calm, less anxious. I have this in my purse and it's ready to go. So there is no one ritual. Um, you know, it's been amazing to see how many women use fragrance before bed, as you know, and, and, and so, you know, developing fragrance to help us sleep has been really exciting. So it's just really around, um, forming your own ritual and, but, but also integrating these products into the rituals you already have. Right. Because I think that's one thing that we learned, um, over the evolution of Brown Girl Jane is that it is, I mean, honestly, it's hard to form new rituals. You know, we all have gotten a gym membership in January. And if Absolutely. you check on us in April, we may <laughs> or may not still be going. And so it was really exciting for us to explore um, those wellness forward benefits that we could inject into products that we already use to make that hill a little less steep to climb in terms of just those tools that will help us feel good during the day. I love that because the Pelotons, the the soul cycles, there's a lot. I know. Also, I think wellness has been such a buzzword to people that it's lost its meaning for some. And sometimes people's idea of wellness you'll see on Instagram is like this really intense, you know, strict. Yes. They call it a ritual, but I, I find it stressful. Yes, I'm like, like, I love that for you. <laughs> I love that for you. If you can maintain <laughs> right. this, great. Right. Um, it's not my life. Exercise is great. I'm not. I'm, Absolutely. I exercise. Exercise. For the record. Get, it's just. Drink your water. Get your sleep. Get your water. Get your sleep. But also. Let's get our eight hours. But let's also have a, a moment for ourselves. Yes. Uh, to spray on fragrance and to transport yourself. I can, my wellness ritual, I think with Brown Girl Jane is um, in between meetings. Okay. I like to pause sometimes. I love that. I'll be like, oh, I have another call to go to. Yes. And I'll just pause. I need a moment. I need a moment. Yeah. This was a, this was a long conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want, yeah. I want to be back with myself and right. I'll spray and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I close my eyes and I just like, I love breathe that. in once or twice and then get on to my next meeting. I love so. that because it centers you and it's yes. a moment just for you. moment just for you how many times do we have that in life these days 
Not enough. Not enough. And I think it's really exciting right now in fragrance because I do think it's ripe for that injection of soul and culture um, into making really beautiful sense um, that you can feel at the same time. You know, weaving together the wellness approach and then the cultural nuance has been really exciting in a category that has felt traditional to a lot of people for a long time. Yeah, it's conscious creation at its best. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. So I'd love to shift the conversation and talk about you a little bit, if you don't mind. Okay. I feel like your story <laughs> is super unique. Um, I know earlier in your career, you worked for Wall Street and you were a bond trader. Is that correct? I was. Yes. I was. And so very close to the beauty industry. Right. <laughs> we've, we've made a shift. Like kind of the same thing, <laughs> but, but different. No. Same, same, but different. Yeah. Well, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about what created that shift for you. Um, how did you go from Wall Street bond trader to CEO and co-founder of a fragrance wellness beauty brand? <laughs> yes. So um, I spent most of my professional career as a bond trader investment banker, and I really loved it. And I also thought I was doing everything perfectly. And I, um, you know, climbed the ranks and was running a huge portfolio, billions of dollars. And yeah. <laughs> money. <laughs> a little money. And, um, you know, traveling all the time and just wheeling and dealing. And um Looked up one day and I was like, wait, I have no plan for my own internal wellness. Like mm. I have all of the accolades. I have everything on paper and, um, and it was great, but I also had no plan. I had not mapped out. Okay. Well, how are you going to ensure that you are, you know, not burnt out, which of course happens. Um, how are you going to ensure that you're centered and is this what you really want to be doing long-term? And I looked to my left and my right and, um, you know, my friends and colleagues were all asking themselves the same thing, particularly women of color. Um, my co-founder Ty Beauchamp, she has, you know, a huge career in television production and, and magazine editor, again, like the first black um, editor at 17, launched Oprah Magazine. Wow. And um, my middle sister, Nia, she was running a philanthropic organization here in New York. And, um, you know, the, one of the biggest global insurance companies and running all of their philanthropy. And we're like, yeah, we're doing everything right. Impressive. Except, <laughs> except <laughs> we had no plan and we were all burnt out. And so we were like, it would be amazing to create the brand that we wish we had when we were doing all of these wonderful things and a lot of times flying around being super women, but not um, prioritizing our wellness and not really understanding what wellness could look like beyond the powders and pills and right. Pilates. Um, <laughs> three P's. Yeah. The three P's. Powders, pills, and, and Pilates. Pilates. <laughs> right. But certainly not seeing ourselves reflected in the, in the marketplace, not seeing ourselves reflected in really exciting, luxurious feeling products and wanting to also create collections that we could just integrate into our lives. Because again, we have the gym membership, but we still don't go. So <laughs> it's like, we don't go all the time. Right. Right. Um, like my co-founder, Ty, she hikes every day. So she goes all the time. But I'm like, can I spray on a little wellness? That's, that's more my vibe. Right. But, but I think the point is that we wanted to create that collection and community that was easily integratable into these busy lives that we had and um, felt filled the, the 
the gaping hole in the wellness market for, you know, not centering women like us for far too long. And what happened over that course is that, you know, all women and men really saw themselves in different parts of our story. So, you know, we have about 50% 50% women of color who are, you know, customers and tribe members, but 50% who are not. And so the the message and the support system that we try to be across category has been, um, has really resonated, you know, beyond one demographic, which has also been really exciting. Absolutely. And not to dwell on the, the one demographic, but you've said something in the past that's really poignant to me and speaks to me directly. You said you were the first of a lot of things in a lot of ways. And sometimes that creates the stress and the burnout, right? Yeah. Um, so how did you find the ability to acknowledge that mm-hmm. there is burnout and um, and move past it to formulate the this idea or this new plan or direction for your life? You know, I think we just operate so much on autopilot, right? Particularly as perfectionists. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if you're the first and you have to be perfect and we want to be perfect, not only for ourselves, but for our families and our communities. Yes. And, you know, I come from a family who has done just such amazing things in their respective spaces. And it's like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And um, I think it's, I think what has been wonderful is realizing, well, this is also what you're supposed to do. You're also supposed to feel good. And you're also supposed to make sure that, um, you know, you're not only beyond achievement, but that your community is feeling good. And so that was sort of the revelation that happened. And I was like, okay, well, how can I, how can I marry all of these things? You know, I'm still going to want to create something amazing. And, you know, the perfectionist part is not going to totally die. (laughs) But I want to also weave in um, a bit of self-care and self-knowledge and really understanding uh, what I need when I need it. Because I think that's the other thing. Right. It's like we know we need, you know, support and all that sort of stuff. But it's like when you're really in tune with yourself, you know how that shifts and when it shifts and like what you can what you can grab or what you can, you know, do to help yourself feel better. And I think it's just that consciousness. And so we want it to create, you know, not only the products that help you feel better, but like have conversations around that consciousness that you can feel better and that you should, and it's you possible. deserve to, <laughs> right? Like this is not normal. You should, you should not, you know, come home and collapse every day. You heard that here first, everyone, you should not come home and collapse yes. every day. That's not good. That's not good. We need time for ourselves. Right. <laughs> we <Right>. need wellness. <laughs> right. It's not always a New York way, but it's like, how do I, how do I have these little moments where, you know, I'm feeling a little better incrementally. Yeah. Check a little check in with yourself. Yes. It sounds like you three were kind of had a tribe together where you were able to sit down and, and kind of commiserate over the burnout mm-hmm. and, and, uh, wanting just something better for yourselves, um, you know, for your personal lives, as opposed to your professionals, which were skyrocketing. So was there a specific moment in time where you all like sat at the table and like, were like, let's do this? Like, what was that moment like that really kicked off the start of Brown Girl Jane? Actually, the, the idea happened um, after the birth of my third child. And I had just moved from New York to Washington, D.C. and suffered a back injury. And, um, you know, during childbirth, 
And so it was a ton of fun. And no, I'm just kidding. It can't be fun. Yeah, no, it was awful. It was awful. And, Sorry to hear that. you know, went down the road of pharmaceuticals because that's what doctors suggested. And I wanted to explore other options to just feeling better than, you know, pills for the rest of my life. And that was sort of the genesis um, along with what I'd been feeling already having left the career um, on Wall Street. And so I started dreaming up what that brand could look like and what that community needed to look like to support everything and um, grabbed hold of my sister, Nia, who was at that time, um, I think she had a one and three year old. Now she has a one, three and five year old. Oh, wow. And um, we were, you know, just tinkering with what the brand could look like and how it could support women and what products needed to be like on our bedside tables or in our bathrooms to just, again, like inject a little feel good throughout our days. And um, it wasn't long after that, that I had a conversation with Ty, who I'd actually gone to Spelman with. So we all are Spelman graduates and Ty Mm -hmm. and I were in New York at the same time, but in, you know, very different fields. And so me in philanthropy, me on Wall Street, and she was, um, you know, in magazine publishing and hosting and producing. And so had a conversation around what it could look like around three women who who have a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences, right? Um, Ty at that time was on a plane, I think 200 days a year because she was filming a travel show. Wow. Yeah, something ridiculous and um, has a background in brand. I have a background in you know strategy operations. Nia obviously has a great background in impact. And so it was like this <laughs> almost trinity coming together, imagining from different lenses what support needed to look like. Right. And so we come from, you know, like I said, different places, have different lifestyles, but it's like what collectively can a, you know, can a product line, can a community look like to really support the women who are going through the same stuff that we're going through? How can it be beautiful? You know, how can we inject wellness into the beauty industry? All of those sorts of questions. And we sort of started ripping apart and, and, and then building um, what now is Brown Girl Jane. It's the dream team. It's it is. It is. It is. It's a lot of. It's a lot of fun because you know. Again, I think that's one thing that's a, our superpower um, as a founding team is that we have such different backgrounds and perspectives, and we push each other, and challenge each other, and um, you know, support each other. Yes. <laughs> and you always have someone to ask and and bounce things off, and and you know. As nice as, you know, we're all had big solo careers before. And so to have something together where you can um, leverage each other's superpower is really special, I think. That's wonderful. It's a trio, a community. And um, it's inter- it's so interesting to hear that while you come from all of these different areas of the business, like your Venn diagram overlapped at this time. Yes, I love the Venn diagram. <laughs> We've got the three circles, people, if we don't know what a Venn diagram is anymore. Yes. But in the center yes. of that is this desire to create something meaningful um, for people who look like you, um, but also for uh, the broader market that hadn't been done before. And it's like all of you had this agreement. And it's so cool. I love this. Thank Great you. Great friend group. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well Spelman. done. Spelman. Yes. It's, it's three Spelman grads three coming Spelman together. Grads. You know that something good is going to happen. Absolutely iconic. So on kind of the topic of, you know, you three coming together to form Brown Girl Jane, I wanted to know, who is Jane? Who's Jane? Who's Jane? Jane is every woman 
you know, and, and so Jane is that play on, you know, the every girl and it can be like, you're Jane. I'm Jane. Yes. We're all Jane. We're all Jane. We're all Jane. Yes. And so, but we're brown girl Jane. And so it's, it's like every facet of us, every, you know, and we're not always the same Jane, but we're always Jane, right? You know, right. we, we have so many layers to ourselves, but there are those commonalities. And so Jane is the, the commonality the thread that binds us together. That's so cool. I love that. I'm so glad I asked you that. Thank you. Who's Jane? Yes. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I love the whisper. Yeah. That the makes it whispering even better. is, you yeah. know. That's your thing? It's creepy, but it's hilarious. I like it. <laughs> Um, a little okay. something special. <laughs> a little something special. I, I think it says it in your name, this idea that everyone can see themselves in your brand and everyone deserves to have those moments to themselves and that wellness. Yeah. We've talked about how you're on Wall Street and you're a bond trader and we've kind of left that world to some extent. But is there anything you took with you from those days that oh, you've yeah. brought into this business or you've brought into the beauty space? Sure. I mean, I think bond trading, you know, you, you talk about corporate America, it's, it's part of it, but it's probably the, the anti-corporate America part of corporate <laughs> America. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's raw and it's real and there, you know, do you just, it's scratch and, and survive and you make it happen and it's measurable. Um, and so I th- that was exciting to me, particularly as a black woman to be in something where it's like, at the end of the day, you know how much money you made, you know, much money you lost, you know, all of those sorts of things were really um, important. And I think that that's in terms of the business side, a lot of what I've brought to Brown Girl Jane is like, we want to be able to measure the impact that we're doing. We want to be able to, you know, um, you know, we're gritty. We're, we're a new brand. Yeah. We're scrappy. And so we're able to constantly, um, we're not constantly, but we're able to pivot when needed. And I think that's something that, you know, that's a very bond trader, a trader way. It's like if the market shifts, then you got to be quick on your feet. And so it's a, it's a very um, active approach to running a business that I think, you know, my previous life has helped with. Yeah, I can see that in um, my conversation with you, like, and just talking about your brand, you've got, uh, like, you deal in a combination of like, what are the numbers? What is the data saying? And then like the culture around it. So it like, it does kind of permeate in your brand and the brand story and origin. So it's really cool. Thank really you. cool to hear. Yeah. My trading, my trading days are like deep into me. <laughs> They've sunk in their yeah, teeth they're, they're into you. Sunk in my, their <laughs> teeth into me. It, it is, it is, it's good. You, you just make it happen. You know, you don't stop. Um, but what's nice now is I understand wellness. So, right. so you, so it's sometimes about balance. You have, yes, exactly. You have both of them and you, yes, like you both. don't have to get, get rid of those things that right. are so present in your life. Right. But, um, you've, you've brought the, the good things and thrown out the bad. It seems like that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Easier said than done. Yes, sometimes yes, it's I'm a sure. process. It's a process. You know, that's something we also remind ourselves. It's like, it's not perfection. It's a process. Not perfection. It's a process. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo of that. How do you Ooh, feel about that? Tattoo? I, I do you want to get them after? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's, let's do that. Yes. We'll find somewhere. We are in Times Square. So yeah, I'm I just sure have to think of the perfect places. place. The placement is everything yes. really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we've talked about a lot about self-expression through scent. Um, 
in kind of how you can create moments for yourself through scent. But I want to get in a little time machine with you mm. and talk about little Malika growing up. Um, and I know about some of your earliest scent memories um, and how you said they're so tied to, to nostalgia. But going back to your feelings of home and family, um, you've said in the past that you had a link with your mother and a natural fragrance she used to wear. So my mother has always been, you know, very holistically minded and, you know, the farmer's market and the apple juice with the sediment at the bottom, oh. like that was how we grew up and lots of crystals and um, grounding. And so it's been wonderful, but it, it extended to her fragrance. And so she would have essential oils and, and lavender and and that would not only be, you know, used for her, but it would be, you know, incorporated into helping us feel good with little remedies and those sorts of things. So there are certain scents that are very that feel like home when you smell them um, that are very particular. Um, and and, you know, so lavender is one. Um, eucalyptus is another. Yeah, she liked very earthy sort of herbal scents. And, and any time I smell those, I'm like, that's my mom. It's my it mom feels, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very natural. Um, I think she's kind of ahead of her time. I remember, I mean, back in the day, it was like everything was artificial. Like yes. <laughs> TV dinners and, yes. you know, processed foods. And now we're just getting out of it. So for what kind of, do you know what sparked that in your in your family, in your mom's life to, to center herself in wellness and sure. rooted in naturals? Yeah. So she she traveled a ton. She lived in Kenya. She lived in Belgium. You know, she's from Chicago, but, you know, has, has lived all over the world. And I think just the cultural knowledge and being able to experience other cultures, um, experiencing um, other ways of life, um, again, tying back to who people of color have been in so many places, like we've cultivators and, and you know, experiencing different plants and, and all of those sorts of things, I think, gave her a lens around what could be done and what could be um, harvested from the earth. And so that has been, that was her approach growing up and continues to be. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Do you use, do you use natural remedies yourself at home sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I, well, I should say not. Yes, I do. I, I use a lot of things. So I will say, you know, I'm, I, I enjoy um, products that work well. I enjoy products that are backed by science. I also enjoy natural remedies. Um, I think it's all about a combination. You mm -hmm. know, I don't, I don't subscribe to this is the one way that you should, you know, remedy this ailment or, or approach feeling better. I think it's about a holistic approach and that's how I try to be. I love that. And that's definitely present in, in Brown Girl J and this holistic approach. So cool. Um, so going slightly forward in time from your earliest memories of, um, you know, the lavender and the eucalyptus with your yes. mother, I think we might share a similar experience in like junior high and high school where life was all about the body sprays. All about. <laughs> yes. What were some of those early things that you chose to wear for yourself and that that form factor? Yeah, for you? I think I think uh, pear glace will probably always rain. Pear glace. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> you know, I think and it's so fun. I mean, they were just fun, bright scents that made you feel like you had a little oomph. And um, I would have them in every form. So you get the body lotion and then the spritz spray. And, um, you know, it just it smelling that now can take me exactly back to who I was 
you know, in high school yes, and, or in, in college um, and what I was doing and where I was applying it. And so it's, it's scent memory is just so fascinating that way. Um, and, and body spray absolutely has a big part yes. in my scent memory for it's, sure. It's, I love that. So take me through your, your fragrance journey, right? So you said it's player, pair glace, yes. junior high, high school, um, were there any other fragrances there that, that you remember? In high school? Um, yeah. Um, in high school, I probably got fancy with, with Donna Karen, um, Cashmere Mist. Oh. And yeah. That's fancy. I, think that I was very fancy. You're a fancy high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that was college. That was college. And, um, you know, I just really, I was an early layer. So I mm. liked playing with layering different scents. And so I would play with different combinations. That's actually something that we do a lot in the brand now. Um, but started with Donna Karen Capture Mist. And then I think I became more of a, um, a Champs-Élysées girl. And then Hannah Moray was like my jam for many, many years. Oh, we speak in French now. <laughs> <laughs> We're fancy. <laughs> Fancy adjacent. Fancy adjacent. Fancy adjacent. I was not super fancy. But that's pretty sophisticated but, for a young person. So it seems like fragrance has been super meaningful for you. It has. Yeah, over your life. It has in multiple ways. Yeah. Yeah, so not only personal fragrance, but literally if I think of important people or events in my life, I can kind of smell it. Wow. Tell me about some of those events. I, you know, I can think of like the first boyfriend. I, I remember how the first boyfriend smelled. What and did I he remember, smell like? Um, you know, like, that high school like an axe. <laughs> I feel like that's probably common, right? It's like nice though. Like, did they all smell like that? Axe or Abercrombie yes. Fierce, maybe. Yes. It was very, you know, a little maybe Hollister. Um, yes. Yeah. So, like, but and I can remember how my school smelled. Like, if, I don't want that fragrance. <laughs> we don't want that on our body. We now. don't. We don't. <laughs> but that memory is so strong, and it and it. Not only this memory, but like the memory and then the feeling all connect uh, in your brain, even just thinking about it, which is really cool. Wow. So so college, we're we're getting a little bit more into the eau de parfum type yes. of era. Yes. Um, what about Wall Street? What is what fragrances were you wearing there or what did it smell like? Tell me all the things, you know. So at work on Wall Street, I was wearing a skin sense. So I was not projecting a ton of fragrance um, while I was working um, because, you know, I was just moving and I wasn't, you know, that wasn't how my expression was shown. Um, but at night, that's when I would really, you know, ramp it up. And so I did more of like the citrusy and soft florals at work. And then at night I would, you know, be more adventurous. And that's when I would, you know, do more of my gourmands and some of those fragrances. And so it, it was fun also to like not be different people, but just express different sides of your personality based on the environment. Wow. And yeah. That's so cool. Was there any scent at the time or today that makes you feel powerful? Well, I'm so biased. So like <laughs> outside, of our, outside of our collection or well, including? Let's go when you were on Wall Street, if you had a big, you know, I'm, I'm yes. not from the finance world, so I don't know if you had any like big power moves to do, like a power broker. So I was a trader. So a trader. yeah, so it was for like a big every, deal. 
Yes. But yeah, it was like a day in, day out thing. So like the market's open, you're on versus, you know, a big presentation or something like that. So, um, you know, I used to love Miss Dior. I love that. (laughs) Miss Dior. Yeah. It's still feminine. It's feminine, but it's also powerful. Um, Well, you know, for me at that time. Um, And again, Hannah Moray, I, 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 that was my jam. That was also... I love that. Yeah, a little a little softer, but still um, unique and powerful. So cool. Experience scents that uplift, inspire, and transport your mind with a quick tour of the Brown Girl Jane fragrance line. We're about to explore Casablanca, Baella, and Lemoo from the Wanderlust Collection, and Dawn, Dusk, and Dare from the Day to Night Collection. I'm really excited to smell through your two collections here. Um, The first, I'd love to speak about the Wanderlust Collection. Casablanca, Bahia, Lamu. We designed the Wonderlust collection during COVID. And so that was a time of lockdown when we all had Wonderlust and wanted to just get out and explore. And so we were talking about the transformative power of scent and where that scent could take us. And we started thinking about, you know, all around the world are muses from these different places, from Brazil, from Kenya, from Morocco. And so that played into the the title and uh, the theme of the collection, but each of the um, each of the fragrances have a specific wellness benefit as well. So tell me about Casablanca. Let's smell that one. Casablanca. So Casablanca is our scent design for love. It is, you know, a fan favorite. This is a cult favorite. Um, you can smell the marshmallow, which is really addictive. It's designed to be addictive, but it's also balanced by that soft suede cardamom, a little incense. It took me back to visiting Morocco and walking like the night markets and that smell of suede in the air, but also a sweetness. And so it's really romantic and uh, but also wearable. I love it. So dreamy. Thank you. Does it have any relevance with the movie as well? Casablanca. No, it's more about the place. <laughs> I was trying to be so kind of sorta. Yes, I was trying and to be cute. It is a love line. story. It, it is, is a love story. It is a love right. story. Yes. So yes, it does. <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. This smells delicious. I do get that marshmallow note. Yeah, I'm falling in love with this scent. So it does do as intended. Yay! It's working. <laughs> So the next scent I'd love to smell with you is Bahia. Yes. Could you tell me a little bit more about it? So this is, I um, spent a lot of time in Brazil. I used to live in Brazil and this is the most peaceful scent. It has um, a little bit of tuberose, jasmine, gardenia, but also peach nectar. So it's also a little bright. Um, It's our floral for a lot of people who don't think they like florals, right. they will also <laughs> gravitate towards this. And it almost feels like a bubble bath to me. Um, and um, it's designed to really feel peaceful, centered, and um, calm. You're right. It's a non-floral floral, yeah. but it's so floral. Yes. But it's the, the best parts. That's the best parts it's the of best them. parts. It's not, it's not too heavy. It's very, like, light and dreamy. Thank you. It has that juicy peach. It's like mouth-watering peach, yes. 
Wonderful. I love this. Absolute delight. When would you wear Bahia today? You know, I, I wear um, this a lot when I feel like I want to just pamper myself. When I'm, you know, it's it's sort of like that glass of wine in a bubble bath moment. Yes. And I like spraying it, you know, and it's, a, and it's also a very feminine scent. So when I'm in that sort of grounded, but also girly mood, that's my Bahia moment. It's, it's self-care. Bahia it is. Self-care. It is. I'm, I'm envisioning that you must have an actual bathtub. Um, that <laughs> I live in New York City, so I'm like, <laughs> just imagining, I'm like sitting in that, that someone else had, but I'm imagining it takes me to like a fancy bathtub, like you said, you've got that, that beautiful wooden tray that sits over yes. it. It's and the feeling. You don't need the tub. I don't need you the tub. Bahia. I have <laughs> My hair is wrapped in a towel. Yes. Yes. With the wine. The wine's important. The wine is a must. Yeah. The wine is a must. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the next scent in the Wanderlust collection I'd like to talk about is Lamu. Yes. Our vacation in a bottle. So actually, so I, I mentioned my parents met and get married in Kenya. Lamu is a coastal beach uh, city. and it, it's, you know, the fragrance is, you know, made to evoke joy. It's super bright. Um, it has bergamot and coastal sage, plumeria, um, coconut, Italian lemon. It's just a really juicy, sparkly um, scent that feels like the beach, but also distinctive. Like it doesn't smell like suntan lotion. Right. Um, it smells more like the beach air and some of those citrus fruits that you'd find you know, along the coast. Yeah. Some, sometimes when someone says like a vacation scent, you, you do think of the suntan lotion notes that are pleasant, but this one, I feel the whole atmosphere around it. Like the, Mm. the, the experience of it, Yeah, not just the what's on my body, but what's around me in the air. I love that. It's joyful. And it's, it's also an elevated sort of take on the vacation on a bottle, you know, away from some of the, uh, Suntan lotion. Yes. Although that's important to have in real it life. It is. <laughs> Vacations are important, right. but this is yes, the next vacation best thing. Vacations and suntan lotion, but this is that's the next level. I think I would I would wear this when like there's no holidays that month, you know, to give me a day off of yes. work. Yes. And I have no vacations planned yet. Right. This is where I no, go. No, the out of office notification is not turned on yet. It is very in it's, office. It's very in office. And we want to be out of office. Yes, but it gives you that moment. This is like closing your eyes. Just like you said, leave the meeting, close your eyes and just take a deep inhale. Lamu. Lamu. Now we're both whispering. <laughs> we're whispering again. That's, that's exactly how transportive these scents are. I love it. I for love the record. It. Yes. I love them. They're all great. And they do while they live in different spaces, they all do come together under this like transportive wanderlust, like get me outside type of feel. Thank you. And they're meant to be layered, Mm. right? Because, and that's, I think what we talked about, you know, you want to be, we want to be able to grab uh, what you need when you need it. And sometimes you need a bit of love um, in a really joyful way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I love playing with the combination. So they all work well together. What is one of your favorite combinations of the Wonderless scents? 
So I love, so Lamu over anything to me makes it even brighter. Um, it just makes it a little juicy. And so Casablanca is a super sexy, sultry scent. And sometimes if I want to just make it a little more daytime or brighten it up a little, I'll, I'll do Lamu and Casablanca which is kind of unexpected, but it's really beautiful. Yeah, I didn't expect you to say those (laughs) two, but that's great. It's kind of like, I mean, we've talked a lot about balance today. And I think if you don't want to live directly in one space, you have the luxury of having all three and kind of, you know, playing on different elements of each of them. Yeah, and making it your own. I think that's the other part that we want you to be able to enjoy what we've created, but also, you know, put your spin on it by mixing all of them together. Yes, we need all three. Yes. We, we just yes. we need them Can't all. Just get one. So the other collection I wanted to talk to you about is really around the day to night. Yes. Right? So let's talk about the three scents in that collection. Dawn, Dusk, and Dare. Yes. So exciting. Could you tell me a little bit more about how all three of those come together? Sure. We wanted to really explore, you know, those moments that you need at specific times during the day. And for Dawn... For you know, it was really around energy and revitalization. What could give us that sort of boosting shot um, outside of our coffee cup in the form of a fragrance? And so it's really around energy. Dusk is for sleep. It's to relax us, to center us, to ground us um, at the end of the night when the dusk <laughs> settles in. <laughs> right. And then dare is also during the night. But um, could it really be any time? But it's really about exploring the intimacy and sensuality that happens, you know, maybe past midnight. Oh, a little after dark. So throughout the whole, after dark. (laughs) Yes. Throughout the day, whatever you need and night. Yes. And evening. So they don't (laughs) necessarily all live in just one space, but they can transport you or, or move you through those periods of the day. Yes. Yes. And again, they're all tied to, you know, specific wellness benefits. So the reality is you may need that energy at night and you may want that, you know, grounding force in the morning. Um, But it's been really fun to play with, you know, what happens at those particular times and dare can be used anytime. That's anytime. (laughs) Anytime. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's smell through them. Um, How about Dawn first? Yes. I love Dawn. You know, I think, you know, we really, if I have to say so myself, we got vanilla perfectly right in this one. It's vanilla bourbon and um, amber, but it's also bright, you know, and and wearable. And it just gives me that boost um, in a really fancy way, if that makes sense. A sophisticated (laughs) boost. Yes, it's a very (laughs) chic boost and a very chic vanilla um, that works really amazingly in the morning, um, for energy. So that's why you said Dawn, but really, like I said, anytime. Yes. So Dawn's major wellness benefit you'd say is probably energy. Energy and revitalization. Yeah. And like you said, you might need energy at night too. Oh, yes. And we usually do need energy at night. (laughs) Right. And that's, that's, I think the beautiful thing is that even a lot, like if you, I think that's a beautiful thing um, beyond even the wellness benefits is that the smell so great. And so you can, you know, you wear them anytime, but you also get that extra punch if that's what you're looking for, too. Yes. I feel like it's not like a caffeine jolt. It's like no, a it's a, it's a like a, a rise. I was going to say it's like the symphony that that plays through your uh, speaker to wake you up. It's yes. not the, uh, 
<laughs> right. You've set the alarm to classical. Yes. But it's waking you up. It's reminding me of my favorite movie, Coming to America. That's exactly what I was thinking. As the violinists that's come a, out. <laughs> that's exactly what I, that That is the approach to waking you up in the morning. Yes. We do not like the blaring alarm. We don't. Yeah. We all deserve yes, the violins the and, and being Prince yes, Hakeem. The, the curtains are slowly opening. Yes. With dawn. So the next one I'd like to smell is and lemon and lemon. Yes. So dusk, we really wanted to, I mean, so many women talk to us about not being able to sleep, right? And I'm raising my hand for that. Yeah. And also um, using fragrance at night before bed. And so we were like, let's explore what that could look like and started formulating and came up with dusk, which is just to me, a really beautiful scent. It almost takes me to like, I feel like I'm in Joshua Tree or something yes. or, you know, Arizona when I smell it. Um, it has a little milk, um, santal, it has nectar, sandalwood. Um, it's really grounding um, and comforting and it can lull you to sleep. And that's, so that's the wellness benefit. Really rest and comfort and grounding. It feels like someone with that milk, it's like you're not just falling to sleep. It's like you're being tucked in. I was going to say you're being rocked. You're being rocked. Yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's, it has the sandalwood and the centaur and the nectar, but also the, the creaminess um, of the, of the milk, I think grounds it and makes it just sort of more enveloping as a scent and really complex. I've never smelled anything like it. It has a little toasted almond, really delicious. It's wonderful. It's. It's got a gourmand that's natural, which I think is yeah. descriptive of the places you mentioned. It doesn't feel like sweet, but it's like a comfort. <laughs> I just love it so much. I, I love, love all of the, I mean, every single scent. It's like the greatest hits. Thank you. No fillers here. Thank you. Yeah, we like to pack a punch. Yes. And that's what we've also learned about our, our, um, our tribe member. We want, we want a memorable fragrance. Yeah, so these are really um <clears throat> these are really formulated to be distinct and different. All right, and the last one in the day to night collection is Dare. Dare is, is super sexy. And so we wanted to explore not only, you know, the typical get up in the morning and go to sleep, but what happens in the after night uh, after evening hours. Um and what that sensual intimate fragrance could look like and what, how it could take you to that place of just, you know, sexiness and, um, in a really, you know, amazing way. And so this has really juicy cherry. It also is balanced with lychee, um, and has, um, a little bit of tobacco and Italian leather. This is like just super, this is sex. This is I have to say, this is my favorite one. Yeah. I can't I contain it. myself. I this love is it. my favorite one in, out of the six. It's just. How does it make you feel? It does. I I like to go out, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the scent, whenever I wear it, makes me feel like I'm my most authentic, free self. I love that. At any time of the day, whether it's a happy hour or, you know, a a cocktail bar. Mm -hmm. Your heels are giving me dare. Thank so you. It, it's, it's of no surprise. I yeah. like to, you know, during the day, feel, dare actually makes me feel powerful, powerful. during the day as That's well. That's what I heard when you were saying that. It, it, there is a level of power 
femininity um, and that that leather and the, the the way that we played with leather and, and cherry, I think, is really unique and special. I love it. And you're mentioning lychee. I'm like, it doesn't smell like a lychee martini, but it feels like holding one. Right. You know, love, that yes. martini glass. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the you almost power. know where you are when you have it. Yes. Yeah. This is where I want to be always. I, I love, love that for you. <laughs> I love dare for this, me too. This is, yeah, it's super sexy. It's, you know, our red light. Yes. The red light district, yes. Yes. the after hours. Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful. Thank you so much for smelling each of these with me. It's time for Scent Connection, 90s Nostalgia Edition. Brittany names an iconic scent from the 90s, and Malika shares the mood, feeling, or memory that immediately comes to mind. Just one thing, really okay. quickly. Are okay. we ready? I think so. You are, totally. Okay. I okay. got this. Here we go. And we've talked about this one. Pear Glace. Abandon. I feel like... It's it's that time in high school where you're just out there and you're 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 out of junior high, so you feel a little bit more more grown. In, yeah, more grown, more yourself, and you're just ready to move with the little reckless abandon. Reckless abandon with that pear glace. <laughs> pear glace, reckless abandon. I love That's it. That's all I need. How about Abercrombie Fierce? Um, I don't know. Flannel shirt, like I see him in, a, in a flannel shirt over a t-shirt with some jeans and some Converse. That's what yes. it's giving. How about Japanese cherry blossom? Peace. Is there a yeah. story behind that? A short story. Well, cherry has been used in so many beautiful ways, and so I, it just takes me back to um, this particular time in Japan and. We had, there was a ceremony and, and just, I'm just, I, it's, it's so funny. I'm, I'm sort of transported right now. Yes. <laughs> but it was a very peaceful time and it was a peaceful um, experience. And I just remember the smell. Yeah. It takes me back to that very specific experience. Gap dream. Mm. It feels like America. You know, it feels, I just, I feel like a mall. Like that was such a time when everyone, you know, it was like before the indie brand and it just feels very collective and in a very all-American way. DKNY New York. Mm. Electricity. Yeah. Mm. I'm seeing, I'm also remembering the, the, you know, like, all of the senses are coming into mind, right? So I'm like the yellow cab and the trench coats and um, just the movement. So it feels frenetic, but in a sexy way. Oh, you've completely transported me to all of these places. <laughs> Thank you for that. I like zoned out listening to you. That's so good. Um, Thank you. Bombshell. Oh, bombshell. I don't, it's like, the soft life era back in the day before we started calling it that like super feminine, girly, pink, of course, of course. VS. Yes. Yes. But in a very traditional way. I love it. I love it. 
I love it. Cucumber melon. Clean. I think I, cucumber melon was the time where I, it was like the anti-VS um, for me and more of like stripping down and wanting to feel, you know, very um, centered almost and just fresh, clean. Yeah, yourself stripped, stripped down a bit. I love that. Thinking back to where you were a few years ago at the top of your game, but still feeling burnt out, as you mentioned, yeah. when you look in the mirror, how would you describe the person you see today? I love that question. Evolved, I think, um, and closer to myself. You know, I th there was never a point where I, where I felt like I wasn't myself or I wasn't my full self. But now looking back, I'm like, no, now this is, you know, you're living unapologetically, you're really following your dream. Um, and so I just feel like the evolution has been um, a wild ride to, <laughs> to be on, but also, you know, just knowing that you're, you know, you're on that little roller coaster, getting closer to your true self has been really fun. I love that. And if you could summarize, what is the main thing you want um, your customers, people who experience Brown Girl Jane, to get out of your brand? So we're, you know, your support system in the form of a little bottle that you can spray on and, you know, be able to evoke whatever mood you need at the time. And so I want you to be able to get that sense of community. I want you to get products that are efficacious and work. And I want you to smell damn good <laughs> when you're leaving the house or whether you're, you know, at home spraying it just for yourself. I love it. I am so inspired by you. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. us. This has been an absolute pleasure. So much fun. That was Brittany Jackson Mosley and Malika Jones from Brown Girl Jane, based in Washington, D.C. Up next on Scent World, the art of fragrance layering with Monica Tan, the founder of Kaali. For more unfiltered conversations with perfumers, visionaries, and fragrance lovers, follow Scent World wherever you get your podcasts. Scent World is a Scentbird original series produced by Flowship. Today's episode was executive produced by Maria Nurislamova. Produced by Mike Giordani. Edited by Ramiro Gava. Mixed by Alex Roses. Production support by Peely Melendez. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>